You're listening to the Gimme Five Podcast, episode 177, side A. This is the Gimme 5 Podcast, a semi-entertaining show about very entertaining things. This is Side A episode. So, we talk about a lot of stuff that's uh, popular now. Stuff that's on TV and streaming and that we're reading now and listening to. It's all the stuff from now. It's not the, it's not the stuff from then. We're talking about now now. Yeah. Everything we talk about now is happening now. Yes. Not then. If you want to hear about then... Come back on Monday. When will then be now? You just broke my brain. Soon. Soon is the next line. Soon. There you go. Thank you. My name is Nipples McCutcheon. And I am joined by Scrotor the Magnificent. <laughs> I totally sound like a He-Man character. You do? <laughs> Great. <laughs> I do with a giant scrotum for a face. Where, where was that character when I was a kid? God. I want Scrotor the Magnificent. <laughs> he had like this double chin or whatever that yeah, had like, like shovel on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they, they made it like Moss Man where it was a little fuzzy. Yeah, like, there you and, go. And it, uh, like, my toy smells weird. <laughs> Uh, how you doing, Scrotor? <laughs> so let, Why we're, does we're he gonna... shave? Well, it's for the ladies. Yeah, exactly. It chafes. Anyway, we're going to talk about the last blockbuster this week. Rob and I, or sorry, <laughs> Scrotor and I are uh, former blockbuster employees, so that was an interesting documentary to watch. Yeah, and managers. Uh, we're going to talk about Justice League, the Snyder Cut. I watched it, so I will let you guys in on what I thought. And a uh, very strong first episode of Falcon and Winter Soldier, I think. Um, so I, that's what we're going to talk about. I did like it. So since we are talking about now, now, we should probably warn you that this is, in fact, a review show. We're going to review some shit. We'll try to avoid any major spoilers, but it's probably going to happen. So if we are talking about something that you haven't seen, read, or listened to yet, you might want to use your own discretion and don't not listen. Just come back later. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, news. What you got? I, actually, I don't have a whole lot. Oh. Well, I, I, I think guess. it was something we were going to talk about. There was something you said you wanted to mention, but I don't... I'll, I'll, I'll do some news. I'm going to start off with the sad stuff. Yeah. Uh, that is going to be the death of Mr. George Seagal. Actor? Is that Steven's father? No, he's an actor. He, uh, I don't know if you ever watched the sitcom Just Shoot Me. Uh, he was like the owner of the, the uh, magazine, I guess. Nope. Uh, he also had an Oscar nomination for his supporting role in uh, Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf. But I know him specifically. He's been in a million things. He passed away at the age of 70-something. Um, he played uh, Pops on the show The Goldbergs. And he Pops was the grandfather that was there all the time. 
he was a the fun loving grandpa that let the you know that helped the kid film all of his like little movies because that was kind of what the show the Goldbergs is about. Yeah. Um, he was um, you know the the retiree that was always picking up the the old ladies, kind of like a, a male version of Blanche from Golden Girls in a way. Okay. Uh, but he passed away uh, just on Tuesday. Uh, he had been on the show for eight years, which is how long the show has been around. And um, you know, it's it was a it was a shock because he played a he played a young older character, hmm. um, and his character with the kid was they it was just a fun uh, dynamic. So just so the people from the show said, uh, the creator of the show, Adam Goldberg. Uh, today we lost a legend. It was a true honor being a small part of George Segal's legacy. By pure fate, I ended up casting the perfect person to play Pops, just like my grandfather. George, George was a kid at heart with a magical spark. I think about the mem- I think these memories say it all. Uh, Patton Oswalt, who does the voiceover on that show. Mm-hmm. No, oh my god, he was such a sweetie. I'm totally in ha- happy to dish with the annoying film nerd about California Split, Bloom and Love and Everything, R.I.P. King. Because they would chat about movies and stuff. Um, and of... And, uh, yeah, so it was really, it was sad to hear. There's, you know, there's other things as well. Um, and it was pretty much what I heard last night before going to bed. And I was, I was sad to hear it because he was one of my favorite characters on the show. Mm. Um, so there's our sad news. Um, and of course our condolences to his friends and family. Uh, now the ridiculous news, which I actually forgot to put down, but you reminded me of it. Uh, we are on day two of, uh, I guess I'll call it Shrimpgate, maybe? Uh, Oh, that was what you told Yeah, okay. So, yesterday there is a person that, on he was someone I had already been following on uh, Twitter, um, because he's a comedy writer, so those, they, um, comedy writers on Twitter, they tend to, uh, you know, just try out their jokes. So Mm -hmm. I, I tend to follow them, and... The so he found two shrimp tails in his box of cinnamon toast crunch. His name is Jensen Carp, and he put a picture up, and it was very clear that he did not put them in there because they were they were glazed shrimp tails. So they looked like they were shrimp, cinnamon toast crunch, but they were covered in you know cinnamon and glaze and all that. So it wasn't like he just had some shrimp tails and threw it in there. Um, so he wrote um. Why are there shrimp tails in my cereal? This is not a bit. And then he was fine with it. He wasn't mad. He was just like, this is weird. And his actually, having had food allergies, he was more worried that it was going to go beyond that and someone was going to eat shrimp by accident and... Have an anaphylactic reaction. Uh, and get... Yeah, yeah. So, the... I really... I got to figure out why my... Uh, hold on. What the hell? Um, there's a news story randomly playing on In my ear. Yes. Uh, okay. So. Yeah, or, or the so the whole shrimp thing. He uh, basically put that you know he's like, why is there? He didn't want anyone to get sick. He actually, when he contacted them, 
they were like, no, we, we looked at it closer. It's just like an unfurled uh, cinnamon stick or something like that. And it was very clearly a shrimp tail. So he went a little closer, and he actually, there was other things in the the box um, that, like, there was shrimp tails, there was, like, little, um, what appeared to be mouse turds stuck to the bottom of, um, you know, on the bottom of the things, like, baked into the bottom. Uh, and there was just, a, there was a lot of weirdness. You have to look at the pictures to, and, like, you know, there's, like, a string. They, he said that there was... Um, like uh, it looked like the bag had been opened in the past and then closed. So yeah, I'm, I'm kind of like going through this because the story is ongoing. Mm-hmm. But anyway, turns out also, and I didn't watch the show, so I don't know who this is uh, the guy that happened to. Um, so weirdness guy goes viral for shrimp tails in his box. Turns out he's married to the actress that played Topanga. Oh from, really? From uh, what is that? Uh, Boy Meets World. Yeah, yeah, and I never, I've never seen that show. So, yeah. <laughs> and someone wrote, uh, imagine saying, wow, the shrimp cinnamon toast guy is married to Topanga to any normal person. <laughs> so, uh, so there is a, a lot of, um, you know, wackiness in this thing. There's, there's a lot of nastiness going on here. Um, so there's no reason at all this guy is a, a successful writer. He has a good life. I don't think he would be lying. So that he has um, turned in his Cinnamon Toast Crunch shrimp, I believe, to um, some company to figure out what it is. He is not sending General Mills his fine. He's not sending the shrimp to General Mills just because he's a little scared that, you know. Don't um, cover it up. Yeah. So Big cereal. Cinnamon. So if you check out the Cinnamon Toast Crunch CTC Squares Twitter, Twitter page, Twitter page um, you can uh, see what's going on here. Tweeter drank beer because Tweeter drinks beers. His his whole thing is a. It's funny. It's just to clear up stupidity from so people just learning of this nightmare. I emailed them all the box information before they even reached out to me yesterday. They told me they would send me an envelope to send them pieces. Uh, I said sure, but also to stop being weird. Today, out of nowhere, they needed a three-hour window to pick it up from my house, which I said no to because that's stupid. They told me to take the box to a police station, like I'm the killer in Seven, turning myself in. <laughs> <laughs> Which yeah, is wild. I'm no, not going to do that. Anything you think you hear was wrong, and I've posted all correspondence on this account, yes, throughout this process, where I originally thought I was helping them with a real issue, then watched them tell I was actually holding sugar clumps, which is, has made me doubt if they should fairly investigate themselves, which should make sense. So, anyway, uh, also, if, any, if, if you want uh, a balanced breakfast, shrimp and cinnamon toast crunch, and does not go well together. But of course, well, it is the internet, so people are shrimp like. Shrimp might go well. It's just, but you're not getting the shrimp. You're getting the tails. Yeah, Nobody true. Wants to eat that shit. Yeah. Um. There's uh, there's some interesting, like there's a a uh, a chef, Chef Andy Lunique, who actually made a uh, shrimp tempura using crushed up cinnamon toast crunch to kind of get on the bandwagon. <laughs> nice. It looks delicious. Actually, it's got um the Thai chilies on it and uh and lime so i don't know we'll see what happens i'm I'm intrigued uh it blew up way bigger than anything else i've ever followed before like it's probably just because of general mills's reaction to it yeah he just was like do whatever and this is what they sent me back so there's that uh one other little bit of news since since uh 
we're doing this. Uh, this is good news for me, at least. And um, it is uh, uh, what we do in the shadows. The they're in the movie version of it. There's the um, these two inspectors that kind of just pass by the fact that um, there's vampires and people floating and all that, and they're kind of comedy, you know. They're silly British police, or silly uh, New Zealand police, I guess, right. in this case. Uh, there's going to be a... There is a show already based on this called Wellington Paranormal. It is on the air in New Zealand, and um, it has been picked up by the first-ever joint uh, pickup between HBO Max and the CW. Mm. So, one... Okay. It's accessible by everyone. Two, it doesn't have to do great because it's being co-purchased. And that means that a fun, unique show uh, will also have a pretty good chance of doing well and being on for a while. There's three seasons, I think, available. I don't think... I think it's going to be the original version. I don't think they're redoing anything. But I'm excited because I love that whole world, the What We Do in the Shadows world. In the TV show and the movie and all that, so that is my news. Uh, yeah, I'm sure there's probably one more little news bit. Well, the shrimp thing actually happened in California, and not here, surprisingly. Oh well, yeah. WTF, Greg? Dude, there. I started gathering stories like earlier this week, and it, they each story one up the one before it. Yeah. So the first one I picked very specifically because of where we grew up. Okay. And it was, I won't get too deep into it, but it was someone who has a name that actually sounded like someone we might know. Uh, but I don't think it's the same person. Uh, she just bought a, her name is Karen Berger, but she bought a uh, a $960,000 house uh, on Lyons and Clintmore Road. And then shoplifted $1,000 worth of lighting from Home Depot and got herself arrested. But that was how the week started. Then, the next story that, ra that randomly happened was a story of them finding a woman in a storm drain in Delray Beach, Florida. Naked. Oh, and she had been missing since March 3rd from another county that wasn't Palm Beach County. So... I have not heard the rest of that story, but there's apparently been a, I believe old, because I, I only saw her knees, and they didn't say her name, but she's been missing since March 3rd. She was found in a storm drain in Delray Beach. So I'm like, okay, maybe that's my, that's my story. Okay. There we go. Like alive, or? Yeah, she was fine. Body? No, they found her alive. Like, they, the police rescued her. They, they popped off the, like, I guess a piece of cement behind the storm drain, and they saved her. Hmm. And she only had abrasions on her knees. But today, <laughs> oh God. we have. So, did you ever get in a fight in school, Rob? Not many. One or two, but that was yeah. about it. Yeah, I got a few. Did your mom help? <laughs> no. That's because your mom, your mom, or my mom, not Edith Riddle. Oh, God. Uh, Edith Riddle. Is all of 34 years old. A lot of 34 years old. Very 34. Like, looks 56, 34. Mm -hmm. She uh, arrived at, a, at her kid's school in uh, Jacksonville, Florida, 
and she is she is now charged with child abuse because she went to talk to the principal of the school and then let and she left the principal's office there was a ruckus and it turned out that her and her daughter jumped another student she uh a school safety officer heard a teacher's frantic announcement over the school radio that there was a fight occurring outside of the cafeteria. When they got there, they saw that the daughter was that the woman's daughter was beating up another student, and then the mom got in there as well. Uh, she had just exited the school uh, after meeting with the vice principal. Sorry, not the principal. Um, Riddle's daughter pushed the victim to the ground and threw some punches before the mother also jumped on the victim, punching her, uh, and. Uh, the weird thing is, is that Riddle appeared to have a boxing glove attached to her left hand. So when they... So, so she was, she was wearing, planning this shit. It gets weirder. Yeah, that's my thought when I read the headline. In fact, the headline when I first read it was different. It's the same article, but they changed the headline. Um, or they added a, a tagline to it. Uh, she, when they told her take the boxing glove off, she said that she, it was super glued to her wrist. And she couldn't remove it. So the boxing glove was glued to her hand. So either she's really bad at fixing stuff, or she had planned it and was like, they're not getting these boxing gloves off me. Um, well, didn't the vice principal notice it in the meeting? I don't know. I was wondering that, too. Like, ma'am, why do you have your hand behind your back? <laughs> why are you wearing a trench coat? Yeah. Uh. She, she suffered abrasions to her knees and form that not her, but the, the poor other student, the parents of that other student said, I would like to pursue criminal charges. Damn right. And, um, you know, that was that, uh, I did, I Googled her name cause it's a very unique name, Edith Riddle. And the, you know, of course the story popped up and there's like stories about her. And one was saying was a picture of her, um, probationary certificate saying that she was no longer on probation from 2000 in 2012 and the comments and these are all comments before uh this had happened it, like the people that she is this woman is surrounding herself with i'm telling i just told you this story and she's probably the smartest of the people that were commenting there like you know she's get off probation and, she, and everyone's like oh you should be so proud or don't get arrested. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it was very Jacksonville. But Jesus. Yeah. This is why I Proof just stay. that you should have to pass a test before you can become a parent. Very true. Very true. I hope her kid ends up okay. Because as much as we joke about this stuff, yes. Bad decisions are very clearly mimicked, and if someone, I don't know how old the daughter was, but if someone's mom is helping the daughter fight someone, daughter's probably picking up some bad uh, habits there. So, Oh my god, I'm reading the article, and halfway down the article there's a link to another story that's missing Florida woman found naked trapped in storm drain. Yeah, there you go, see? It's just Florida stories bouncing off of my face this week. Okay, let's... Uh, Let's talk about some actual topics here. We've got the last blockbuster. We've got Justice League, and we've got uh, what else? We uh, oh, and uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Let's let's do last blockbuster first. 
All right. I just watched it today. I watched it last night. Yeah, and the night before actually. So, uh, do you want to do you want to lead it or? Yeah, I can introduce this if Go you for can it. do Winter Soldier. Uh, last blockbuster. It was released December fifteenth of two thousand twenty. Happy birthday, mom! Uh, it's available on Netflix now. Uh, directed by Taylor Morden, starring Sandy Harding, who is a the manager of the last blockbuster. And then a bunch of celebrities, Kevin Smith, Paul Shear, Sam Levine, Jamie Kennedy, Ron Funches, Lloyd Kaufman, a bunch of other people. And it is a documentary about the last remaining blockbuster video located in Bend, Oregon, which is a beautiful town, by the way. I've been there. Hmm. Uh, the reason why I want to talk about this is not so much the movie itself, but I just feel like reminiscing about blockbuster and talk a little bit about what we saw in this thing. So what would you think? Um... It, I I felt like it was longer than it needed to be. Okay. Um, but I did enjoy the walk down memory lane, so to speak. And I learned a couple of things that I didn't know, which I thought were really interesting, such as Blockbuster actually had the opportunity to purchase Netflix early in their life at a mm-hmm. very reasonable price, and they declined. Yeah. Um... I did not know that. And Do you remember? That, were you working there when they were giving away Netflix subscriptions? I think I was, yeah. Like, where you could put, like, they would have you put a little one in the bag, and I was like, this is a bad idea. Like, they were actually advertising for Netflix mm-hmm. there, which I thought was terrible, which I was right. It was a terrible idea. Yeah, and Netflix has completely run them out. Um. But they did say that it wasn't Netflix that killed them, and I'm like, eh, I don't know that that's really the case, because I'm pretty sure that, that um, well, there was one decision that even when, they, even when they did it, I didn't understand it. And there was one business decision they made that overnight put their profits in the toilet. Yep. And you know the one I'm talking about. Yeah, the getting rid of late fees. Absolutely. And I think that I think the guy said that that their their profits were cut to a third of what they were when they got rid of the late fees, which was a because, shock because the guy well, that was interviewing him was like, "You mean cut by a third? He's like, "No, cut to a third." Right, right, and and it kind of makes sense because not only are you losing the revenue from the late fees from the fees themselves but the other thing that you're doing is you're tying up your stock because if people don't have an incentive to return their movies on time they're not gonna mm-hmm. there's no reason for that they just, as long as they don't need to rent another movie they just don't bring it back you come in you rent 10 movies guess what you just got 10 movies for 4 bucks a piece yeah so i mean and there was a lot of weird decisions they made. I, me- I remember when Viacom took over. Well, when they not when they took over immediately, but when they got their like fingers into it and really started making changes, mm-hmm. things got way more complex there than they needed to. To where there was like different there were different turn in dates and different pricing mm-hmm. levels and different names and all this stuff, and the customers got confused. And right. they were like, "What well, do you want? We could you could buy this special card and you get all these movies for free." And they'd be like, "Okay," and they'd bring up new releases. And then, no, not those movies. So it pissed them off. Right. I was like, I've only, you know, I was a sophomore at this point, I think. And I had only been through a few marketing classes, but I'm like, pissing off the customers and making them think you're getting a better deal than they are is not the way to keep customers. Right. Well, and that, 
that's kind of why I think my customers liked me. Um, because I never, I never pushed anything on them that I thought was a bad deal. I'm like, I'm like, look, you're not going to, and I would explain it to them very thoroughly. I'm like, look, you're not going to get these new releases with this deal. But if you rent these older movies, it's a great, like if somebody came up to me with like four older movies, I would totally, I'd be like, Hey, look, we have this program. You can do this. It will go for what you're doing right now. It doesn't apply to new releases, so these ones won't count, blah, 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 blah. And I would explain it all out to them, but I, I mean, I wouldn't push that bullshit on somebody when, when I knew mm-hmm. that, yeah, you know, I'm not trying to confuse my customers. Yeah. And it was fun. I mean, it was a great job. The people that, you know, we, we would just have fun. We'd put, the, put movies on after hours. You got mm-hmm. to rent whatever you wanted. It was, a, it was a fun night going there. I remember there was multiple times that I was not working. I would still go back to my store just to yeah. hang I, out with I my did. buddies and... I did enjoy it. I did enjoy it. It was a good time in my life. There there was a couple memories that really came back. Mm -hmm. Um, The sound of the Dropbox. Mm -hmm. Um, The talking about how the Dropbox would, like, you had to remember to leave the doors open on a Monday after the weekend because the Dropbox would fill up and people wouldn't be able to turn stuff in. Mm -hmm. Um, Just the way it smelled, like popcorn. and um, Someone said that it smelled like half-open soda, which I I didn't ever smell that, but... To me, it was always like just the popcorn smell and the plastic and the melted plastic from the shrink wrap. Yeah. Um, what else? Uh, oh, and the sound of him of the people opening up the VHS cases. That one was big. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. every day it was open. You know, open it up, check to make sure it's rewound, check to make sure it's the right movie. Blah 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 blah. blah. Right. Right. So it was, I, I really enjoyed it. I think you're right that it seemed like it was too long, but. It was weird because it was like the narrative was weird because there was a couple times where I'm like, oh, okay, this is coming to a close. And then they would do another thing with various celebrities talking about stuff. Yeah, and they'd like, go off on another – and I'm like – And it was stuff that you would think would be at the beginning of it. Right, right. Like, they were, like for example, like there there's a whole thing about like if they're going to get the licensing back for it. And I, w- I, I got to admit, I was rooting for them. I, oh, yeah. I – I mean, it did it did tug on you a little bit towards the end, where you're trying to find out whether or not the last blockbuster is going to be allowed to stay open. Mm-hmm. But I, I think it was Kevin Smith who was saying that you know the good publicity that they would get from saying, "Oh, hey, yeah, last blockbuster, you guys can have it, sign it up, you know, we'll let you continue using it, whatever. The licensing is yours." You know, just sign a contract. We're good. Yeah. Blah 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 blah. Because the, the Dish Network pub- that owns it now, for those right. of you, the the good publicity that they get for being magnanimous in that regard far outweighs. You know, it doesn't, what cost, it, it doesn't cost them anything, right? And that's the thing. And it the, for them to just shut it down and say, you know what? No, f you. Close your store. We're done with this. You know, it, it would that would hurt them more, and so I mean, I think I think it's the right decision to allow them to continue to lo- use the licensing. But mm-hmm. there was there was a period in there that you weren't sure they were going to get it, and it was like, oh. and and like I said, like they have that part, and then all of a sudden they start talking about the sound of the boxes, and it's like you would think that that would be earlier when they're talking about you know, other stuff. Yeah, it, it wasn't organized very well. Yeah, I did like the little bit of the history stuff of it, um, how. Blockbuster was starting to save up a bunch of money to really push their streaming service, and then 2008 basically killed that because of the um, Lehman collapse. Mm-hmm. Um, and I understand why it's gone. I mean, 
if I had a there was if I had a blockbuster right across the street, would it really have any movies that I can't just get by clicking on Amazon Prime? You know, we we watch a bunch of crappy old movies in our side now, B episodes. Now, where I might still utilize a blockbuster is in the video game department. Yeah, definitely. I would I would definitely still go to the store to rent a video game to try it out before I bought it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely video game stuff. And, and even, like, if it was, like, a video-type cafe where, where like, there was some sort of restaurant or co- coffee shop kind of situation. And because I liked the, I liked the employees, you know, talking to them and hanging out with them. Like that was one of the few jobs that I hung out with the people that I worked with. Um, you know, for the most part, like after work, we'd get off work at you know, 1230, one in the morning, we would go to someone's house and watch movies even after being with them all night. Except for that one fucking kid. There's one kid that you know the you know the kid that like there's always one person that you work with that follows everything to a t like if they read the like the manual and it says you should always greet people like this and say this and this and this and they do exactly what it says mm-hmm. it drives me nuts like you're not a fucking robot and there was a kid like that <laughs> here's my blockbuster story of the day and I was I was his manager <laughs> and we were college kids. And we decided to play um, hide-and-seek after doing inventory when it was processing in the store. Mm-hmm. So we were running around the store playing hide-and-seek while it was processing. And I saw him turning a corner, and I pretended like I didn't see him because we had the lights off. And I smashed him into one. <laughs> I smashed him right into one of the shelves. Oh, my God. Like I was running full speed, and I hit him. I was. It was that one angled shelf where the office always was in the back of the store. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He used to call in sick because he ate too much cookie dough. And he would it'd be funny if he was listening to this. Um, and he was also that kid that would be like, "Yeah, I've, I have, th- you know, we were young, but I have two thousand dollars in credit card bills. I'm like, what, how the hell are you going to pay for that? I'm going to open up another credit card. Like, what happens when you do it? Oh, then I open up another one. So he had like five credit cards that were like cashed out or like all cash advances to pay off his previous credit card. I'm like, you're not doing it right. <laughs> no." That's I think that was about the time. I think that was about the time that I put him through a wall. But mm. you know, yeah, I, I, I mean, my blockbuster story of the day. Working at Blockbuster is the first time that I was ever called old. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was twenty three, twenty three, <laughs> and and oh god, it was when Blockbuster was doing that promotion for the. The if it's not here, it's free. You remember mm-hmm. that? Yeah, probably another God, problem. <laughs> we had we had a we were getting absolutely slammed, right? So we had three registers open, um, with like eight people deep in each register, right? In line, eight people deep in each register, and we had like all three registers open, and I'm I'm running my butt off, and I've got somebody returning tapes, and I'm checking people out. Because we, you know, we're we're short staffed that night, and this girl, this preteen teenage girl, like thirteen or something, <laughs> walks up and she's like, "Excuse me, do you have this movie?" And I, and you know, and I'm helping customers, and I stopped, and I'm like, "No, no, no right now they're all checked out. Um, 
right now they're all checked out. And she goes, well, if it's not here, don't I get it for free? And she's holding like three movies, right? And I'm, and I, and I, you know, still helping my customer. I turned to her and I was like, yeah, if it's not here, when you check out, we'll give you a rain check for it. And then you can have, then you can get it free next time you come in. And I went back to helping my customer and I hear off to the side, I hear her go, I'm leaving. (laughs) I, I looked at my customer and she kind of gave me that little, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I said, hold on. I set the tape down and I turned at her and I looked and I said, are you renting those movies? Because she had three in her hand. I said, are you renting those movies? She said, yeah. I said, have you paid for them yet? She said, no. I said, then you're not leaving yet, are you? If it's not here when you leave, I'll give you a rain check for it. <laughs> and she went, <sighs> like, like stormed off. <laughs> like 20 minutes later, she, <laughs> she comes in line. And I don't think she knew I was the manager. <laughs> she comes up in line to one of my employees. And I'm, and I'm helping out another employee because they're having a problem. And I hear her go, yes, I just want you to know that that old guy over there was very <laughs> rude to me. You're old. It's like, old guy? <laughs> what? And he looked at her and he's like, he's my boss. What do you want me to do? <laughs> She's like, whatever. Yeah. Take his movies. Yeah, it's oh probably like God. clueless or something. But anyway... Yeah, it's a, it was a fun job. It's one of those things that it was a it is a bygone era. It was a few decades of really fun, and everyone good memories. You know, really wanted to be in. Pe- people really wanted to make movies and wanted to and loved movies and all that. And we got a chance to talk about them. So, um, I enjoyed it. It's a blast from the past. It makes me actually want to go to their website and buy some of like the last blockbuster T shirts and stuff that they have. Um, they have some cool stuff on there. I really, I really, I, I would, I would even do a pilgrimage. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be opposed to that if I had time and the and the resources. It's a I would beautiful, beautiful place. Oh um, yeah, no, no doubt. I mean, I've been in, the, I've been in the Pacific Northwest. I'm, I'm well aware how pretty it is up there. Um, and it's, yeah. I mean, it's the last blockbuster. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm, I'll admit, I'm rooting for him. Yeah, I'm rooting for him. I, I want to do that thing where they said that they, they they opened like an Airbnb in it where you could sleep in the store overnight and watch whatever movies you want. Like, yeah. I was very sad when they stopped letting us play movies. We had to play the uh, the, the trailer tape. Yeah, the trailer tape. And they would never send us the new one, so we it'd be like the Christmas trailer tape through like July. <laughs> Come on. God. Okay, let's let's move on. Uh, this might my. my uh, trying to figure out how to do this but uh Zack snyder's justice league so this came out uh finally and of course the justice league came out we did not uh talk about it very kindly well we were actually pretty nice i I went back and i listened to the episode but it was not good uh we like the actors uh i wrote down what you, I wrote down that we, it was weird because um, Jimmy's not here tonight, obviously. But we, um, he was also not there the night we did that. Hmm. Um, 
So I thought that was it was interesting. We actually had two guest hosts on uh, Cal Hankerman, a local comedian and friend, and our, our friend Omar um, from high school. And it was uh, episode 16. Um, you actually had positive thoughts about the movie when comparing it to Batman vs. Superman, which is not wrong. Correct. Because um, Batman vs. Superman is garbage. Yeah. When you talked about, you said that currently the best DC movie is Wonder Woman. You were also correct about that. You said that the character backstory was really slim on some of the characters. You were correct about that. And it's one of the things that the new version, the Snyder version, did better. Um, you said the actors are good, the writing and story was bad. Um, the weird thing about me is I didn't really remember the movie much when I watched the new one. Um, I was excited about the upcoming Aquaman movie. And I had some of the same feelings about the power levels of some of the characters as we discussed this. Like, mm -hmm. too much. Right. Um, so anyway, the story behind this, if you are living under a rock, or in the last blockbuster, uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League, uh, it came out on March 18th of 2021 on HBO Max. Uh, of course, it's directed by Zack Snyder, and this the reason why they had to do this is because Zack Snyder started the original and then stopped, and Joss Whedon took over. It was a very uneven movie as a result. It just was it fell flat it didn't some of it looked like a video game the graphics didn't look great it the characters weren't right it was just off there were bits that weren't explained and it was like yeah there was thinking, if i remember think, correctly that was the one where where i actually we went to see it and i turned to jen at one point and i'm like did we just start watching a different movie what yeah, there was like the, a, there was some stuff at the beginning that you're like well the how do these characters with batman on the on the wasteland or whatever yep there was that. There was some scenes where very early on in the movie, the characters know stuff that they wouldn't know mm -hmm. without like being told that stuff. Like, oh, we need to get, we need to do this. Well, why? How do you know that? Yeah. So just little things like that. Uh, even the end attack didn't really mean too much in that in the original. So mm -hmm. I was morbidly intrigued with this, mm -hmm. and I'm going to say this, and I am shocked by this. Uh, I will say the big thing about this was I realized that I actually cared. When I watched it, there was there were sequences where I was where I was engaged enough to where I cared what happened to the characters. I did not the first time. It was just like oh, there's a lot of explosions and stuff like that. Um, so I thought that in itself was good. I enjoyed it enough to where I think that I would watch it again. And it's four okay. hours long. Well, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, so I can give you uh, – just to kind of get through here, of course, it has Ben Affleck, Henry Cavill, Amy Adams, Ray Fisher, Gal Gadot, Jason Momoa, Ezra Miller, William Defoe, Willem Dafoe, Jesse Eisenberg, Jeremy Irons, Diane Lane. Uh, the synopsis, determined to ensure Superman's ultimate sacrifice was not in vain, Bruce Wayne aligns forces with Diana Prince and with plans to recruit a team of metahumans to protect the world from the approaching catastrophic a pro, eh, approaching threat of catastrophic proportions. Um, the longer time period, the thing I loved was there's more characterization, and it allows the movie to breathe. Now, here's my spoiler, Rob. If you don't want to hear a spoiler, nah, go ahead. Okay. Do you remember? I don't have access to HBO Max. So well, I you'll end up watching it at my house someday. You really like? I will watch it again. That's why I said that because I'll probably watch it with you. Right. Um, do you remember how Steppenwolf died in the first one? How he finally was defeated? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Okay, I didn't either, and it's fucking stupid. 
the the superheroes fight back. They scare him, and they cause the the little parademon guys to to consense fear. They attack him and carry him away. So these little minions that are basically being evaporated left and right by the superheroes take out the big bad guy because he gets scared. And if you remember early in the movie, Batman is trying to track one of those parademons. Somehow, this is one of those things, somehow realizes that they understand fear. So he scares the crap out of like a criminal, causing the parademon to show up, and then he captures the parademon so he can figure out what's going on. And that's gone. The fear thing is gone. The end of the movie, and I'm jumping right to the end here, is awesome. The way they finally take out Steppenwolf. Okay. Like, it's the, you know, Superman appears, beats the crap out of him, uses, like, lasers half of his face off, and it's violent. And then he gets up, and he's like, does some things, and then uh, Aquaman stabs him through the back with the trident and flips him back through the portal, and as he's flying through the portal, Wonder Woman jumps up and beheads him. So just his head falls at... at um, uh, uh, dark side's feet, but like you see it, and it was it was awesome. <laughs> hmm. I was like, yes. Um, it, Cyborg is much better spelled out in this. Uh, right. He's like a real character. You actually care about him. Um, he's not just a dude. Uh, part of that is also that I didn't really know much about Cyborg when I first saw the movie, but my kid got into Teen Titans, so I liked the character from that. Right. But obviously different character. Uh, really didn't like Flash. And I'm, I am on the minority in that one. Everyone said they love what they did with Flash. I think he's too twitchy in this. Mm-hmm. And like too much of a little like, eh, well, what should I do? And doesn't really know what's going on. And he hasn't found himself yet. But the big problem with that is he gets his powers from his job. And he, this there's a big thing about him not having his job yet. So how did he get the powers from being in the crime lab that exploded if he doesn't have the job and he's like walking dogs for a living. So that's a little weird. Uh, there, another thing I, I, the, everyone is so overpowered in DC and it makes it really hard. Like if you're having Superman and all these characters beat the hell out of this one guy and he's just shrugging it off and whatever, like what's next? Right. Like, the Marvel characters all have some sort of weakness that's not just like Kryptonite, you know. Like, like Captain America is strong and has all this stuff, but he, but a lot of what he does is willpower. You know, he's he's kind of like the Hulk Hogan, <laughs> where like mm-hmm. he'll like you know, do the, the finger twitch. Uh uh-uh. uh mm-hmm. Um. So I think that they went a little overpowered, which I get. The character is supposed to be gods, but. Mm. Well, and then the other problem is, is, I mean, if you're going right to dark side, I mean, that's like their, that's like their, their highest level bad guy, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, Thanos is based on dark side. Yeah. But there was 20 some movies before you got Thanos, really. And see, all right. So now I'll, I'll pitch in my thoughts. That's part of the problem with DC versus Marvel. And the problem is the storytelling. And I don't understand because you're you're like, "Oh yeah, they've got great exposition and they've got, you know, they get they fill in the backstories and it's it's a whole lot more informative." And I'm like, "It fucking better be. It's 4 hours long." Mm-hmm. The real challenge when making a movie is getting everything in 
in the time constraints and still producing a quality product that makes sense. And they've shown time and time again that they can't produce a quality product with the constraints of actually of of the movie the move the movie industry. Mm-hmm. I mean there there is no way in hell that Zack Snyder's director's cut of Justice League airs in any theater. No. Unless it's like a re-release kind of thing. Because it's too effing long. There is no way. No no movie company no movie company anywhere would put that on a big screen. It would be a direct to it would be a direct to video thing. Or, or, it, would, or well, it would have been split into two films. There's a very right. clear dividing line right in the middle, which would probably be Superman being re- revived. Okay. Okay. Well, then then that okay, that makes a little bit more sense then. I mean, they they have the movie split up. So there's a couple other little things just, you know, because you didn't get a chance to see it. Um it is in um uh 4/3 aspect ratio, which is the square, so there's it is letterboxed, so to speak. Um it's not 16:9 because it was it was made originally as uh, IMAX type movie, so a little more square. Uh, the color palette is a lot different. They actually recolor corrected the whole movie, um, but they also separated it out. So it's separated into four one-hour sequences with pretty decent dividing lines. Um, okay. I watched, I, I mean, I say I would watch it again. I watched it over three nights. Um, but the first night that I watched it, I was like, I'm going to watch an hour and then whatever, cause I have to work in the morning or whatever it was. And I like two hours in, I saw the, I guess I missed the, the part two. So like I saw part three pop up and I was like, Oh shit. So I st- that's when I stopped it. So I actually, mm-hmm. you know, watched more cause I was, I was engaged. I, I actually okay. enjoyed it. Do I, it's not good or sorry. It's not great. Okay. If the original was a what C minus, maybe, mm-hmm. um, this would have been like a B minus. But it's God. So they added they added like what two hours and then still couldn't it, produce it, an A quality product. Well, I mean, imagine, imagine like trying to take someone else's footage, someone else's stuff, and having to piece it together. So there there was a lot of restraints. Like they didn't really shoot much else. They shot little expository scenes, but they didn't shoot. You know, Ben Affleck was gone at this point. Um, I don't think that they brought back any of the main actors, so any of the stuff they shot uh, was, you know, really. There's a lot of like Gordon talking to people, or uh, uh, Alfred talking to people, little things like that. Mm-hmm. But that stuff I liked. Um, the one I didn't remember the other movie at all, really. The one thing I remembered was Flash coming after Superman when he was, like, all, like, w- just woke up. It was all, like, didn't know what was going on. Mm-hmm. And, like, Flash is running super fast, and you see Superman's head kind of turn and follow him. Mm-hmm. Which, that was, like, the one thing I liked from the first time. Um, that they kept. They got rid of the Russian family, which I loved, because I hated the Russian family. I thought that was so stupid in the original movie. Mm-hmm. You remember that at the end? Yeah, like, where they, they drove their truck or whatever? Yeah, yeah. Like, that's all gone. Which is good. Um, 
trying to think of some of the other big cyborg has a much bigger role. Step they made Steppenwolf look a lot different, a lot better. Um, uh, new, brand new, completely new introduction for Flash, which is a little comedic, and I didn't like it all that much. Um, they actually had instead of the superheroes arguing about whether or not to bring Superman back, it's actually more of a discussion. And it, in the previous movie, it was Wonder Woman versus Batman. And Batman, I think because of his dream being like, no, or something like that. Uh, this was actually more of a discussion. And the entire team was involved, which I thought was good. Okay. Uh, Batman is actually the team leader in this. Instead of in the previous movie, apparently they tried to get Superman to come back as the team leader. Um, which didn't make sense in the previous movie, because Batman was doing all the planning and knew everything. So why wouldn't he be the team leader? Right. Not to mention the fact that he's the one without superpowers. So, like, he could very easily sit far away and be like, okay, you need to go here and you need to, you know, actually, like, lead. <laughs> right. Um, which is what he does in this, which is good. Um, let's see. Uh, there is some extra footage at the end, which is some of the new stuff they shot. Um, that's where a lot of the uh, apocalyptic stuff appears. That they don't try to stick it in the movie. There's a little bit of it, but they, it's it makes sense now. It's not just like a dream where you said, like, I think we're in the wrong movie. It's It happens twice in this, um, but both it, times it happens, it's when something is actually going on. Well, not the end of the movie, but the one in the middle. So I thought that was pretty good. Okay. Um, when, they, when they do it at the end, you see a bunch of some of these other characters, like, realizing that, you know, Darkseid is coming kind of thing. Uh, in this, Steppenwolf is actually like a low-level enforcer in this, instead of like the next in charge, because he's actually answering to someone else, Dasad, and Dasad is then talking to Darkseid, and he's trying to ingratiate himself back to Darkseid for some reason that we don't know, but it's, that's actually interesting, because okay. he's like, you know, yes, my, my Lord Darkseid, I will make amends and you better, that kind of thing, so... I thought that was pretty good. I didn't like the Steppenwolf character in the first one. I thought, I thought he was okay in this one. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, it was it was worth it. it. A lot of people seemed to like it. Um, you know, if you look at the reviews and the ratings, uh, the original got 40% uh, from critics, like 40% posi positive from critics, and 71% from viewers, which is really low from viewers. Uh, this version got 73% from critics and 96% positive from viewers. Oh, wow. All right. Yeah. And, I uh, feel like they might be getting credit for just being better than that steaming pile of shit that was oh, absolutely. released beforehand. But... This movie would have been the best ever superhero movie if none of the Marvel movies ever came out. And none of, you know, some of the other... And Wonder Woman. And Wonder Woman and, and all that. Yeah, because like, you're like, oh my god, I finally get to see my heroes on screen. But And Batman Begins didn't come out. Yeah, it's it's dark like that though. Um, it's I enjoyed watching it. I'm glad it I'm glad it exists. Like I said, um, there's one other thing I wanted to to talk about, but I guess I'm not going to do that. Um, I definitely think if you're on the on the fence about well, should I watch take four hours out of my life and watch this? I think I would. If nothing else, if you're interested in film, just to see how you know a different eye and the same, basically the same footage and with a little bit of changes here and there. 
can, uh, you know, bring a completely different movie with different editing and different stuff like that. So I think that in general is, is cool. A cool exercise. I, I definitely think that this was something that I wanted to talk about with our last topic, uh, but I can go ahead and mention it here because it kind of ties in. I think that people should get more used to watching stuff at home and streaming because as it stands and as things are going, I think it's entirely possible that movie theaters are going to end up going the way of Blockbuster. With with the way that the pandemic has been affecting everything and affecting especially the the movie theater industry I, and and just movies in general i mean and yeah i i think the entertainment the entertainment side of things is moving very heavily at this point towards streaming and direct to consumers um direct to consumer releases and it's it's entirely possible that movie theaters will become a rarity, mm-hmm. or a th- or even a thing of the past. No, that that would absolutely break my heart because I love going to the movie theater. I did see an article right before we recorded. I haven't read it yet, so this is a very bad thing to just be talking about a headline that Regal Studios Regal Theaters are going to open again mm-hmm. soon, and they have re they have done some sort of deal with Warner Brothers that helps Regal. And I don't know what that is, but I will, maybe we'll talk, maybe we can put that pencil in for the next episode to see what's going on with that. Okay. Um, and I, I miss, my movie theater going has, has shifted. Right before the pandemic, I had the, the movie pass thing. And, and I was, died. and I was seeing every possible small screen movie that I could on that stuff that I would have normally waited because I like seeing it on the big screen. Um, but most of the most of the theater movies I would see are stuff I could see with my kid. Right. Um, because it's just easier. At the, you know, can't see radar, radar stuff. So it would be superhero movies, cartoons, that kind of stuff, Pixar movies. Um, I think the last movie I saw in the theater was... I guess it wasn't Onward. Was it Onward? Yeah, it was onward. I saw onward in the theater right before everything closed down. Mm. So, anyway, yeah, maybe we'll we'll look into that next time. Well, and we I mean, and I think once once stuff opens back up, I mean, you will have the opportunity to to go to like evening movies after like Ethan's asleep. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, I'll go with you and stuff. Mm-hmm. We'll go do movies and whatnot because you know I love going to the theater. So. Yeah. Yep. Every week. So uh, uh, people also found this really popular, I believe, a, a uh, listener and, uh, and patron, uh, Kerwin, sent, a, sent me an article about this. Um, what's crazy is the this was a huge week for streaming, uh, whereas the next movie we're going to talk about or the next TV show, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I think broke all the first stream records on, um, on Disney+. Plus. Oh, and really? Uh, um, but uh, even with that, uh, the Zack Snyder's Justice League actually like beat that. Um, so let's see. Um, this is uh, uh, let's see. Uh, it attracted 1.8 million viewers in the first five minutes 
that it was available. So 1.8 million people, as soon as it showed up on the streaming service, started watching it. Which is a lot of people <laughs> walking yeah. in at the same time. Um, which is interesting. This is from the article. Uh, it's a very impressive numbers for a film that is just an extended cut of a very bad movie that came out four years ago. Um, so it's, uh, you know, it, it did well. And, uh, you know, I'm happy for Zack Snyder. I'm not a Zack Snyder hater. I love uh, Donna. I love his version of Dawn of the Dead, and I'm a Zon- and I loved the original Dawn of the Dead. Um, I think I'm one of the few people that really liked what was that weird movie with a girl in the mental institution? Remember that one? Mm, you're gonna have to be more specific. It's like a girl, and it's a Zack Snyder film. It's a girl in a mental institution, and like all of with a bunch of other women, and they they keep on going to like different like war like war scenes and stuff. It's really really stylized. I mean, he did three hundred, which we saw together back in the day. Yeah. Oh, three hundred was awesome. Yeah. Uh, speaking, of, that's one other thing about Justice League. I know we're kind of going a little off here. Um, they. Uh, Zack Snyder's really, really heavy on the uh, slow motion camera. They need to he needed to really tone that down. <laughs> oh, it, like everything goes slow motion, and it makes it so when like the later cool slow motion things happen, you're kind of over it. Are you talking about Sucker Punch? Yes, that's what I'm talking about. Thank you. Which yeah. I, I didn't mind Sucker Punch. I, actually, I think I own that of all things. I do too. I actually liked it. Yeah. So, okay. Oh, he did Suicide Squad. Well, he produced it. He produced all the those movies. Well, no, the new the new one, the one that's due out. That's uh, that's gonna be Gun. He's doing it. Oh, is it Gun who's directing it? Yeah. Oh, it is. Okay, so let let's close out here with Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, we don't have to talk about that too much. It's really just one episode, but it was a. Uh, well, Falcon and the Winter Soldier was released on Disney Plus on March 19th. Their first episode came out March 19th, and it is a Everyone had watched it two minutes in. <laughs> yeah. It is, a, it is a weekly show, so it comes out on Fridays. There'll be another episode this week. But it stars Anthony Mackie reprising his role as Falcon, Sebastian Stan reprising his role as the Winter Soldier or Bucky Barnes. It's also got Wyatt Russell, Aaron Kellyman, George St. Pierre. And Sam Wilson and Bucky Barnes realize that their futures are anything but normal. Uh, I I think that note is from Justice League, is it not? What? The opening sequence, Bat Rock. No, 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 no. And seeing Flash situation? Uh, Well, yeah, that part. But the opening sequence, Bat Rock thing. um, I love the opening sequence of this, or at least the, the Falcon sequence with the airplane. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there was just so much innovative use of his wings. It was so it opens up with, or I'm not sure if it's right away, but you see that um, Anthony Mackie or Falcon is working for the Air Force, mm-hmm. and there's like a hostage situation kind of thing on an airplane, and he does a bunch of stuff, and just the the way he uses his wings to block bullets, the way he, you know, will use it to propel his attacks, uh, just really cool. It was just a really well done. Attack. Batrock is the... So, Batrock is a comic character from Marvel. 
Um, we've seen him before in the Marvel movies. He was on the the freighter at the beginning of uh, I think the Winter Soldier movie. Um, and he was yeah, he's the guy I think that gets kicked out of the the command area of the freighter. Um, okay. but his comic character name is Batrock the Leaper, and he is a uh, he always wore purple and orange, I believe, and he had like a curly mustache. In this, he's just a like a paid mercenary. And they do a little bit of a leap thing. He He's the one that jumps out of the airplane and looks back first and jumps. But he was always like one of those minions they would put in the uh, Marvel comic books, like the first portion of the comic book before the actual story happens. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, so I just, I thought that it was cool seeing him back. I thought, and I really liked that opening sequence. Um, it's just the characters in general. I like both of those characters. Um, I really like what they've done with, with, uh, with Bucky as well like the Sebastian Sands a good actor and he can you can like feel you can feel his pain when he is lamenting what he has done and what he's been made to do and and then what he's dealing with and the psychological repercussions that he's that he's facing and Mm -hmm. I mean they they didn't go too much into him but we did see a lot of a lot of him at his therapy session talking about the things that he's done with people, but the really heartbreaking one was the the realization at the end. Uh, the which the date? Or no the the um, old man that he's been friends with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The reason oh, yeah. he's friends with the old man, and it's like, oh, you're never gonna make that work. That's oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, he's a, there's, an, there's an old man. You meet him early on, and he's. He's he's kind of crotchety and whatever, but it's like you know they always say if someone's mean, you might they might just be having a really bad day kind of thing, mm-hmm. or you don't know you're, unless you live your time in their shoes and you find out that yeah this guy's going through some stuff, and uh, yeah you're I was like oh I was really glad that the the show started off with a good action packed bang because it gets really heavy towards the end. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean, the the show is off to a great start. I mean, I'm I've really been enjoying all of the the Marvel programming for Disney Plus, um, all of the Star Wars program. I mean, all of the new shows that they've been putting out have been really top notch. I mean, they've been they've been absolutely a blast to watch. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm in love with the Mandalorian show. I think that show is amazing. So well written. So well set up. It, just everything about that show is just high quality WandaVision continued that the first two episodes everybody kind of got lost on but then when the third episode came around people kind of came back into it and they were like oh yeah okay this show's pretty good I like this and I like where it's leading for the Marvel Universe Mm -hmm. and I like what we're seeing with I I mean I've enjoyed the first episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier and I Mm -hmm. think it's I I think it's going to be another good show yeah a couple other little things I wanted to bring up here with Falcon and the Winter Soldier um Mm -hmm. The there's a couple mentions of the legacy of the shield being complicated, and there's that really leads you to believe that there's going to be other Captain America stories or stories mm-hmm. of the shield that can be told. Mm-hmm. And they they hinted it if you look at the credits really close. Um, which uh, you know there's there's some there's some stories in Marvel comics that I would love to see on the screen about how they were trying to make the super serum super soldier serum as well as um like the children of the people that were uh 
part of that, and that's uh, we've already seen two of those kids. The the kids from uh, from WandaVision were part of a team with the mm-hmm. grandchild of a Captain America test subject. So that'd be, that'd be you know it's another possible story. It's just the way Marvel does it, threading other stories. Uh, you know the the villains. There's probably some. There's going to be something more to it, but they were characters from like 1980s, the Flag Smashers. So they car- they brought characters from like a comic book in 1985 to mm-hmm. the the modern day, um, which I thought was kind of neat. And uh, they got their own super soldier. Yeah, the uh, another thing there was a you know, sometimes when you know what's going to happen next, it's because of obvious writing, or like you can say the next line, it's because of obvious writing. But sometimes it may it, you can figure it out because of what the character is. And there's a part in this where someone was like. Yeah, how can you give up the shield? Who's going to be Captain America? And they're like, well, we managed the last 70 years without one. Right. And I was like, that's the right answer. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it just made me happy. Like, I was saying it in my head as the character was saying it. Um, and, of course, the big thing, the reveal of the new Captain America at the end. I, I fucking hate him. <laughs> you hate him already. Well... I, I mean, I don't, I don't even know who he is, but I think he looks terrible in that outfit. I don't like the look of the actor they got to play him. Yeah, and it's, it's because he's got a extremely wide, very short, square jaw, mm-hmm. and he doesn't look right in the head in the headgear. It almost looks like that one classic photo of that. Like, it's a classic black and white photo from years and years and years ago of, like, that dude with no teeth. Where, where he's got his lips folded over his yes. chin or something. And, yep. Or no, no, his lip is pulled up over his nose. Yes. It looks like that. He really does. And I hate the way he looks. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's what I put on the, you, I'm sure you saw it up there on the notes. Like, you know, what don't you like? The way John Walker looks in his costume. Uh, that character I actually like, in the comic, I like John Walker. It's an interesting mm-hmm. character. Does he actually become Captain America? Yes. Uh, in, I mean, this, my, this was in the late 80s, early 90s. Um, Does he have superpowers, or is he just a dude? He has uh, He has uh, a modified, not quite as strong as Captain America. But he's one of those that's, like, a little too intense okay. to be Captain America, if I remember correctly. The stories have changed so many times, honestly. Like... He's a good guy sometimes, a bad guy sometimes. Um, if they go with him as a bad guy, it's not completely accurate because he's it's, he's a bad guy in the fact that he's less he's less a use a shield to protect. He's more a use a shield to bludgeon type. Not that Captain America didn't, but you know what I'm saying, right? Uh, yeah, he's, so, he's a more aggressive Captain America than what we've seen with Steve Rogers. Yes, uh, he's played by Wyatt Russell, who's uh, Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn's youngest son, by the way. Really? Yeah. I hate his jaw. <laughs> and he was, uh, he usually has a giant beard, but he was, um, I know him from uh, Overlord, which I really liked. He was mm-hmm. one of the people in that. But I do, all I remember is that there was a really cool issue uh, where uh, he was Captain, uh, uh, this, Cap- this version of Captain America, I should try to find it because it's like one of my favorite action sequences. He was up on like a modified crucifix and in in the comic and he like breaks it using only his shoulder muscles 
Um, he like snaps it across his back like a big thick board, and then with the pieces still like like tied to his arms, he uses them kind of like his nunchucks. It was just mm-hmm. a really well like paced action sequence in the comic, mm-hmm. and that made me like the character. But he was usually in um, a black, and he does have, he white, does and have red. A fairly thick jaw, but. <laughs> I, I don't know if they just altered the way that he looks in the uniform to make him look that way because he de- I mean in the pictures he doesn't quite look like he's got that that flat and square of a jaw it's just yeah I think so we got to say about that um you know it's only been one episode we're not probably not going to cover all of them we'll probably cover the that one and then maybe the last one to see how we still feel at the end of it I think it's a six episode series maybe um but first episode was really good great action sequences you're listening to this you probably watched it but if if you didn't watch it all right guys well that's going to wrap up our episode for tonight so if you'd like to reach out and tell us what you thought of any of our topics this evening if you've got any stories about a blockbuster because you used to work at one as well we'd love to hear them yes you please can, i would love that you can email us at give me five podcast at gmail.com you can find us on facebook by searching for the give me five podcast you can reach us on twitter and instagram at give me five pod or you can go directly to our website, GiveMe5Podcast.com. And remember, guys, it is always spelled out F-I-V-E, not the number five. And please, 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 if you listen to one of our episodes and you liked it, leave us a review. Let other people know what you think. It does move us up towards the top of the list. It helps other people find us, and it helps keep the lights on, guys. We're getting up there. Uh, I still remember all the editing for episode 100, and I don't think I'm going to be able to do that for 200. (laughs) I have to figure out something fun for that. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Where's my mouse? Trying to find my mouse. There we go. Looking for my mouse.